It's a tremendous cause for me to welcome my parents here to this incredible event. Thank you very much. The incredible rebels that we have from Yeshiva that are in the room as well. And to all my wonderful, beautiful children. When Klai Yisrael were in the Midbar, why? Why were we commanded specifically to remember the Mon at all times? Torah tells us very clearly to remember, to remind ourselves that the Rabbeinu Shalom is the source of everything. There is nothing in this world that's not from the Rabbeinu Shalom. Everything that we have and everything we will continue to have all comes from the Melech Malchem Lochim. And that is the message of the Mon. Now, if you look at the Mon and how the Torah describes the Mon and what happened when Kladisor went to collect the Mon, I'll read to you the Posik in Shemois Tezayin, Posik Dalit. Kladisor should go out, the people should go out, and every day they should pick a portion on that day. Fred the Einigers, I'm sorry for I don't understand, there's a question that doesn't make any sense from the Torah. What's this Russian of Devar? Veloktu Devar, Yoyim Devar means a word, a matter, something. But he was talking about the moon. It was talking about collecting food that sustained them, that kept them going. Why does the Torah use Fred the Einigers, I'm sorry for? A Russian of Devar. He brings the Gemara base that tells us the Gemara says that the Rabbi Yisraelim learns Torah for the first three hours of every day, and during the last three hours, the Rabbi Yisraelim gives out parnasa. Says the Chassam Soifa, Malachim, which Klali saw were to in the Midbar, need sustenance. Malachim needs sustenance just like we do. And that's why the Rabbi Yishalonim says that Sabsoifa learned Torah for the first three hours. Because just like us human beings are sustained with physical food, the Malachim get sustenance from the Heilige Galoshim of the Torah. Zut Sabsoifa, it comes out that the food and the mon specifically, which, which for Kalal Yisrael we were on the level of Malachim, was produced by the Dvar Hashem, by the word of the Rabbi Yishalonim. The words of Torah that the Rabbi Yishlonim spoke is what sustained the Malachim. And that's why, says the Ayyach Samsoiva, the Torah says, They went to collect the Dvar, the Mon which was created by the Dvar Hashem, by the words of Torah that Hashem said. We know that there was a double portion that fell on Erev Shabbos. Kali were commanded not to go on Shabbos, collect a double portion on Erev Shabbos. Because the mom during the week says that some soifa was produced by Torah Hashem. And the double portion of mom 
was created on Erev Shabbos by the Rabbi Shalom learning Hilchah Shabbos. Says the Hayek of Samsoifa, since learning Hilchah Shabbos is so powerful, it's so incredible, it's amazing, that it has so much within it, that it's more powerful than the other we may have produced more portions. And therefore in Erev Shabbos, we resided to collect more portions because the Rabbi Shalom through Erev Shabbos, Hilchah Shabbos, was able to produce more that Claudio was able to collect. Sonashabba in his Akdomat Tal brings down that just like Shmir Shabbos is connected Kolamitsus, the learning of Hilchas Shabbos is connected all other areas of Torah. As I say the Hanukkah Sonashabba in the Egle Tal. Shabbos, as we've spoken about many times, is the Makar of all Rafa. All the bracha that comes to our lives, how many times did he even come to the Hayyim of time? And he said, Rebbe, we need a bracha, we need a bracha for Parnasaf and Shadokim and for this and for that. And the Chavetz Chaim said, all you have to do is learn Shabbos, understand Shabbos, keep Shabbos. And just like Shabbos is compared to the Mon. So when somebody came to the Hayyim of Chavetz Chaim with the following question, they said, Rebbe, you know, the Mon, Chazal tell us, taste it. Whatever you wanted it to taste like. If you thought of something, you wanted sushi, you wanted pizza, you wanted burgers, whatever it was. Whatever you thought, that's what it tasted like. And they asked the Chobetz Chaim, what happens if a person doesn't think? He just eats. And he ate the mon without thinking. The Hayyim of Chobetz Chaim, then it tasted of nothing. The Chobetz Chaim, it's a lesson. Shabbos is compared to the same thing. Shabbos Kodesh, when a person thinks, when a person gets into it, it tastes so good. It's so geschmack. It's so wonderful. I feel very privileged to have spent almost, or probably more than 16 years giving shiurim on Hilchah Shabbos to Barham and Yeshiva, to Avrechem and Koilel, to Nadi Shurim, to all sorts of places. Hilchah Shabbos Shurim is something that I've spoken about so many, so many times. And I'm sorry that Baruch Hashem, the Yeshiva Akdoisha, also, we're learning Hilchah Shabbos, all morning, this way, that way. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But one asks the question, why the details? There are so many details. You go to any Hilchah Shabbos Sefer, anyone you want. And there are details with this way, with that way, how to do it, Azoi, how to do it, Azoi, there's a machloikas. Why all the details? Because Rav Shinshu is very simple. That when a person is, for example, a painter, the greater a painter he is, the more details he puts within the picture. He cares more about the picture. So when a Yid lives Shabbos, when he understands Shabbos, he wants the details. They mean so much to him. A Yid once told me that he was he became a Baltruba, and I said to him, why? What was it? I always like to ask. What was it that caused you to come back to Torah Mitzvah? What was, what was it that caused you to get that geshmak, that, that, that amazing Torah is to go and keep Torah Mitzvah? And he said to me an answer that I've never heard in my life before. Hilchus Boira. I said, seriously, Boira? I mean, I've heard Shabbos Kodesh, and I've heard Tvilin, I've heard Tvila, I've heard all sorts of things. Hilchus Boira. And he said, there's a Rabbi Shalom who cares. But how you take a cucumber out of the salad this way or that way, it means there's a revolution on it because he cares about the details. And that's us. Every single one of us have to understand, have to realize the details make a difference. Like Mashid Jopinko said, there is no mitzvah specifically on Shabbos Kodesh. We know every Yom Tov has a mitzvah. Shabbos doesn't have a mitzvah. Why not? 
So the Shinja Pinkas because wherever you go, you find Hashem. You open up the fake, there's a light on. You tie your shoes, shine of Kaisha. There's a light of putting the children in the, in the clock pot, there's a shine of Atmana. Wherever you go, you find the Rebbe Yishinonim in your Shabbos Kaidesh. That's what Shabbos is. The first Mishnah in Pirkeyogos, we're all familiar with. Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, Master Yeshua, even over to Yeshua, asks the Abarbanel the famous question. Shouldn't it have said, Something like Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe Atoyer Moshe, just like it said, gave it over to Yeshua. Why is it gave, why why is it kibul Torah? It should have been Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah to Moshe. Why is it specifically Moshe kibul Torah, and then it switches over to giving over? Space of Arbanel He says, for Moshe Rabbein, a human being, to makabel the Torah from the Rabbi Yisrael is not shaykh. It's partially not possible. Oh, but you know what happened? What happened is that Moshe Rabbeinu worked for it. Day in and day out. 40 days, 40 nights, he was there. Yom Amboloi, consistency. Every single day, every night, Moshe Rabbeinu was there. When he made himself into a base kibble, he made himself into a, a, a utensil to recover the Torah by working for it. Then he was able to receive it from the Rabbeinu. It wasn't just given over. And I believe that perhaps... This is the message of tonight. This is the message of this incredible simcha. That every single one of us, and sometimes we find learning difficult, we may even find it boring, not relevant. We have to realize it takes work. And ask anyone, ask anyone that was successful, ask anyone that made it, ask anyone that tastes and enjoys Torah, they'll tell you it came with work, but it's so worth it. It's worth every moment that you have. And if it means anything to you, I'm talking from experience. I didn't grow up enjoying learning. I didn't grow up that you're of course you're going to write Svarim. What's the Shaila? I was able to grow up in a beautiful home with amazing parents who gave me so much. But it wasn't that my destiny, that my goal was going to be teaching Torah, learning Torah, writing Svarim. This is not exactly what was my path. And my parents are here, you can ask them. That wasn't my path. But the Maisa, I can tell you what we just learned from the Barbanel and Herpy others. That when a person works hard, and he pushes, and every single one of you do this every single day, it's such an inspiring sight to see. And you all know how much I look around the base Medrash. And I just look, and I just get hanor by seeing how much it's so difficult for so many of you, but you still do it and push. Another daf, another toastmas, another, another shulchan aruch, another mishnah, another person, whatever it is, you keep pushing. That's what you guys are. That's what gives me, that's what gives everybody busy. But often it starts at a place where you have to realize where did it start. I was over to learn in a wonderful yeshiva, Teres Yerushalayim, Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Jumlinowitz inspired all of us incredibly. I also had an amazing Rebbe who happens to be here right now. Rabbi Weisberg was able to push me and he started me learning halacha. He got me involved in learning halacha. I have so much of those. I tell you, you not imagine. In Tarara Rezoicha to learn under Hagoyne Rizol Altuski Shlita we learned Hilchus Shabbos together in his koyal, and he gave us a mahalach, he gave us a mahalach in limud, and I started writing, 
I had never had any kavanah to write a sefer. Me write a sefer. I was in my early twenties. Write a sefer. So I just wrote questions and answers on kashas. We were learning Eridea. We were learning from the Gemaras all the way down. All the Rishonim and everything. I was inspired by one of my rabbis, Saul Applebaum, who mamish convinced me to start writing things down. Furish a song, Agavitz, Gemara, Asher, Mishabal, Kavad, Abudah, Biyodai. You look at the Marshal Baba Basra. When you write things, you remember them. And he convinced me to write and write again. And anybody that's been to my house, you see the files. And if you looked inside, they have Baruch Hashem, thousands of papers that are all the files of everything I wrote. And I started to write down Kashrus questions. And I started to type it out. And I put it outside the Bishmedrish and Torah. I'm exactly the owner. Why not? I'm learning it. I'm enjoying it. Let everybody else enjoy it. Baruch Hashem, I remember there were hundreds of copies that went. I said, this is great. Let's continue. And eventually that made up Kashrus in the kitchen. Following Kashrus in the kitchen, Baruch Hashem, I was Zoycha, Chazdei Hashem, to write 17 pocket halacha series on small halachas so that the oilam enjoy and sometimes it's hard to learn an entire sefer we in Shimon and Shulchan Aruch and Hilfus Stocker and Meister Hilfus Yichud it's difficult a small sefer this we could do 17 Baruch Hashem Chazdei Hashem Awezoycha which is incredible <laughs> and then following that we managed the Dvar Torah book and the Divrei Torah and the Parasha based on the Parasha videos and now we come to sefer number 20 about 11 years ago, I embarked on the journey of writing Sefer on Hilcha Shabbos. Kashrus in the kitchen, Baruch Hashem, Chazdei Hashem, was accepted. And I said, let's do the same thing for Shabbos. But Shabbos is difficult. You guys know. You learn Shabbos in the morning. There's different sheet, there's a different mahalkam. How do you write it? I remember spending hours on one question. How do I write it? If I write it this way, they're going to take it the wrong way. If I write it that way, what's going to be? I was makbid Baruch Hashem to go to the mikvah every single time before I started writing to make sure that it should be written in the Kedush of the I had a koyal in Gamikola for Chassidusha Avrechim. I was the only person with a regular hat. Everybody was wearing strammels or baggages. All right, stay Hours and hours of going through tshuvas, of going through svarim. There wasn't, there wasn't dirshu. I had to go through a shaved talebi and look at the mafteichas and see if he discusses the shaila, write it down, put it in the book, see if the marmokim works. I was going to have amazing tamidich hachomim who went through the sefer of Rabbi Hollander, Yisrael Shaw, Diane Kraus from Ben Ibarak, and others as well from Center London. Mamish, they went through the same for hours and hours. Every Marmokin was checked. Every Allah went back and forth. More, like Mamish, every word was amazing. And Baruch Hashem, here we are. But I believe that tonight's hero is not me, but is on the other side of the Mechitza, my wife. and was very much for my Nimrat Torah. At the time of writing this farm, I remember distinctively, and she probably remembers way more than I do, how many times I left very early in the morning 
So in order to have five chavrusas before I started first Seder in Torah and came back late at night, I often didn't see my little kids for two to three days because when I left in the morning, I came back in my day sleeping. That's how this is happened. To allow me to leave on an Arab Shabbos and then this Shabbos afternoon and lots of Shabbos and vacations and every trip and every possible time in early morning, whatever it was, to go to the Seder, to write more, to check in, to go over it. That's how Mr. Sefesh. And as opposed to the Seder, as opposed to the Yeshiva, as opposed to the Chesed, it's very, very much hers, more than mine. I also have a tremendous chos to have amazing, amazing, as we said, Rebbeim, but we also have those behind, like Swilly, Greenberg, and Brian Michael the Seder was written, the Schuss Mishpachas Plitnik, my wife's uncle, Uncle Yankel Plitnik, when I embarked on the journey, was did the dedication for his dear parents, Rabbonim, his father was a Rob in Liverpool, many of the Gedolim, the part of amongst them used to stay by his house. And I remember hearing that he said, that there were so many Yidin in Liverpool that unfortunately to keep Shabbos was very difficult. And they kept their stores open. But he said all of their children suffered and none of their children were religious. Because Shabbos is the Makar of all bracha. The Sefer is Le'il Nishmas as well. Uncle Yankov as well, who's no longer with us at this time. But it's a tremendous source. He wasn't Zoyka to get married and have children. But Avad Torah is what's keeping everyone here in the world going. It's giving him a tremendous Nachas in Shemayim as well. And then we were, I remember standing in Poland by the Nitzvah's Kaver. And if you remember, it was a little bit of a rush. I left my notes on the bus. I had what to say, a little bit of history, this, that, and the other. My notes were on the bus. I had no choice. I had to come up with something. So I came up with a famous story that everyone knows that Nitzvah, when he wrote his first Sefer, or the different versions, the last Sefer, whatever it was, he made a seum. They said, Rabbi, you make a seum on the Sefer? I said, no, no. Like, God will adore it. He said, I want to tell you something. And again, I'm not going through the whole story now. He said it then. But he overheard his parents. And they said, it's all over. It's finished. He's not going to learn. He's not going to get anywhere. And he said, that's it. He was Makabal. He went to Daven. And Daven, my Lord, I could Daven was swallowed. And he was Zoyka that his eyes, his brain was opened up. And he said, what would have happened if I would have come to Shemayim? And they would have said to me, where's the Hemek Dover? Where's the Hemek Shaila? Where's all the Where's all the Sorrow? Me? <laughs> well, I was, I was making shoes. I was like, like, what, what do you want from me? I, I honestly believe, and I say this by Emes, and I'm humbled to say this. It's only nothing else. I, I, I don't feel worthy to have written the Sefer, let alone 20 of them. I don't feel worthy that, I, that, that people learn this for him. Like, Baruch Hashem. It's, it's, it's pure Siyatah Dishmaya. It's tefillah, siyata deshmaya, effort of other. But the Maisa, I do feel that if I would have left the world, as Hashem, 120 years, there would have been a taina. Kashrus in the kitchen. Where is it? Shabbos in the kitchen. Pocket alakas. Me? <laughs> I know how to make food. I can organize tables. I can organize a uh, yeah, kitchen. This I know. Svarim? <laughs> That's not me. Rabbi said, you know what it teaches us? And it gives me a chizak, and I hope it gives every one of you a chizak. And we just have to push ourselves. And sometimes we have to push ourselves a little bit beyond what we think we can do. 
we sell ourselves short sometimes and we think, no, we can't do it, it's not for me. I promise you, I was one of those, if not worse. And here I am today to stand here in Poshet Nisim Gluyim. It doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I'm humbled that the Rabbanishim gave me the Siyat Dishmai and the Schos to be able to Mazaki Yidin, hopefully, with Halacha, with Ashkafa, whatever it can be. And I hope Eiz HaShem, the Rabbanishim, continues to give me the Kaya to do so of Eiz HaShem. But I believe that that is the celebration of tonight. The celebration of tonight is push yourself. You can do it. Every single one of you. I love every single one of you. You are an inspiration to all of us. You are an inspiration to me. I cannot tell you how much nachas you give all the rebellion. You give me. You give your mishpachas and avada the rebellion. That's where everything is. Enjoy it. Just chap, 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 whatever you can. Because we're only here for a short amount of time and we can accomplish a tremendous amount. Thank you.